Greetings, everybody. My name is Stephen. This is episode 316 of G.I. Joeberg. And do not adjust your sets. We are coming to you live at the moment and talking about a vehicle. A vehicle focus that's not a pre-record. Well, if you are keeping score, you would know that we typically do these things behind the scenes and then put it out to the world. But this time, this time, we happen to be doing it live. Not that that makes a difference if you were listening to this in the future, but uh, just so you know, we might have some interesting comments. And let's field some comments, because this particular toy is something that, uh, unlike the previous ones, might not be a hit for all, might be a bit contentious, might be a hidden gem that some people haven't really experienced. But here in G.I. Joeberg, we like to unearth the rare gems and uh, maybe just hold it up for the rest of the world to see. But I'm not alone. Uh, that was a very long-winded way of just saying the Locust is is under review today and we're going to have some fun with it. Joining me in the trenches of fun is Paul Lobsher. Hey, Paul. Locust lover 5000. How's it going? <laughs> you, know, you know, we got a comment saying that uh, you should get your Deadly Pencils moniker back on screen. Because right now you just say Paul L. I assume that's from your Gundam streams. Yeah, that and also I'm just worried that, I mean, you know, I was just worried, man. I was like, is, is Deadly Pencils like... Dude, the YouTube yeah. algorithm's going to come and, and shut us down for like promoting yes, violence. Yeah. Full yeah. unalive making pencils. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just a, a dialogue today. Well, it's more than a dialogue. It's a, it's a live stream interaction. But there's more than just two of us in the studio here at G.I. Joeberg. We've got the wild and woolly Rob. Hello, Rob. Oh, hello there. Good evening, everyone. Mm. Good morning, I guess. I mean, apparently it's very early for at least someone in our chats. Ronnie Trickshot mm. decided to take the entire day off to, watch, to watch us. us. Incredible. To watch us. Incredible. Yes. Well, when yeah. he's in Oz, I'm not sure if yeah. he's doing daylight what savings or not. But like, um, you don't get much earlier than here. Oh, or unless you're Whoa. on the west coast. Yeah. If Ronnie, west coast. If, if he's west coast, it's four a.m. Gross. <laughs> um, but if he's if he's here, it's it's six. And if he's daylight savings, it's seven. So you have no excuse. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, as sprightly as you get. I thought it was really sweet that he decided to get up early. So you know, yeah, yeah, is yeah. early is you know another person's late. So wow. Know. Okay, the chats are pumping. We've got Dale Stanford. Anything Joe's GI Gary. Uh, we've got Mark van Leeuwen, Ewan Godfrey. There are some names that I don't recognize. So welcome, welcome. Mm. Indeed. Yeah. Moonlight forty seven is four a.m. for him. Well, the, 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 there's a real trooper. Emmanuel it's four a.m. somewhere. Zantara, <laughs> Darren Cobb, yeah, yeah. and kicking the chats off. It was MC DJ ACDC, Mister Alabama himself. Could he be any more enthusiastic? I don't think so. That's the kind of vibe we love here on G.I. Joburg. So, guys, the Locust. We're going to cut right into it. And hey, it's the Balance Yeah. Whoa. Sorry. All right. Yeah, Richie, very cool. Royalty up in here. Um, and Cody Scalf. Okay, clearly the Locust is more popular than I initially let Than we ever realized. My goodness. <laughs> wow. Mm. The rules with our toy review uh, podcasts or that each of us must actually own the toy. So far, mm -hmm. we've been able to stick to that cardinal rule. Uh, it's worked out. Most recently, Rob has received the Locust. Do you want to give us some opening remarks, being the first one of us to uh, encounter this toy? <clears throat> well, I, yeah, I'm very, I'm very much the first person to, out of all three of us to ever encounter a Locust. Um, 
yeah, I think it's it's quite cool. I think it's awesome. It was quite a very a fun experience. So when Stephen was here, he uh, before he left, he, he left me a mystery box for my birthday, which was uh, about a week ago. Um, so I, I hid it in the back of our shop because I was like, oh, I don't want to open it early, you know, <laughs> spoil the surprise. Um, and then about two weeks, actually no, a week before my birthday, I um, suddenly remembered, wait a minute, there's a box for me. I completely forgot that he left me a gift. And I was like, oh, no, what have I done? So I looked through the store and I finally found it. I took it home and uh, <laughs> finally, how long did it take? Okay, well, it, it took me two minutes. I mean, I, yeah. I, I could see where it was. I didn't hide it that well. I, it wasn't meant to be, like, unfindable. Um, so at midnight on, you know, the day of my birthday, whatever time it is for Stephen, Stephen calls, video calls me. He's like, hey, it's your birthday. I'm the first. <laughs> uh, where's the toy? You better open in front of me because I want to know if you like it or not. Because I'll waste money. Yeah, you didn't yeah yeah you have to do it now rob i don't want to see your live reaction to this toy that i bought you it's fine you don't have to do it now <laughs> elliot okay. really bought this <laughs> anyway it's Getting cool Lotus, I, think, I, I think it's fun it's it's a yeah. fun little toy um I, I think it makes more sense to me than um that other one that has no windows the eagle the eagle shooter <laughs> skyhawk yeah that one Right. I think it makes more sense to me. I mean, <laughs> I think the Skyhawk, shape-wise, it, it may, you know, I think it makes more sense as a flying mm -hmm. thing. But this thing, like, as a full-together package, it feels like a something from the future. And mm. the colors are fantastic, too. I think it's absolutely gorgeous. The blue canopy, the, you know, it's got a little bit of little things it does as well. You know, it's not fully, like, you know, just like, oh, there's a tiny little toy. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah, so For it's got size, features. It's packed with features. Absolutely. It's packed. Right, packed. guys, to kick things off the right way, I think we best talk about this thing's appearances in media first. Um, Hell I yeah. think the, and Hell the, the yeah. most logical point of departure would be hmm. the fact that it was in its own cartoon. Not cartoon. It was in its, its own, own commercial. Whoa. Yes. Yeah, it's a dedicated cartoon. Locust, locust. It, it was cool featured vehicle. alongside the Cobra Piranha attack boat. Um, oh. And... Lo and behold, who's in the cockpit? Keeping it's good company. Not Ripcord. It's uh, 1990s. Uh, well, Freefall. one of many paratroopers. It's free. Is that a free fall? fall? It's free. Yeah. Fall. Wow. They pop him in the cockpit. Slap that cockpit for that closed. Thing. And my goodness, <laughs> these these old commercial pulls that I got from YouTube, um, they are very potato. Like you can barely make out the toy when it's in a still. Potato, potato, Ooh, Rorschach. Man. Yeah. Oh, is that Lore is shark. that law? That is on, not on the law. Side? On the skids, <laughs> we've got top side. It seems he's been slightly uh, demoted because the box art, if you looked at the thumbnail for this episode, has him in the cockpit. Now he's yeah. riding the skids with the gun. Um, they show off the bomb dropping feature very nicely in the actual cartoon. Or not cartoon. No, they don't animate it. It's it's live action. So someone's actually like holding the helicopter and flipping the bomb door open with one hand. Not an easy thing to do. And they do have, and this is why I keep saying cartoon, they animated very briefly, and we can see on the sort of the, the dark side of the moon, the other side of the helicopter, it's Gridiron riding the skids. And it flies yeah. off to wreak havoc on Piranha below. Then, mm. 
let's talk a little bit about the comic book appearances. Um, well, I think, to my mind, its first appearance is in issue 205, an issue called Hidden Aces, where Wild Bill flies this bad boy in a very oh, cool. fierce um, action sequence against a column of uh, demons and Razorbacks. No, sorry, one demon uh, piloted by Darklon and a bunch of Razorbacks. He goes in guns blazing. He's assisting, trying to extract a team, a joint team of October God and G.I. Joe members in Sierra Gordo. Uh, he lays waste to, I think, two paralyzers. Whoa. Yep. With uh, That's impressive. bombs and then missiles. He's about to get busy with the gun, but then he gets scragged by a Razorback cannon. And his stricken hel helicopter hits the dirt with a big crump. Oh, hope he survived. So its first appearance was a very brief one. But as um, I think one of the Joes call out to the October Guard members, not bad. You know, one lightly armed helicopter versus you know, two tanks that it was able to take out. That's, you know, that's a fair trade. So the nice. commercial has... Freefall in the cockpit, the comic book definitely made this Wild Bill's ride. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Because we see in later issues, uh, when the sort of benzene war kicks off, Wild Bill is once again assigned to piloting the Locust in a sort of a joint strike. We've got a, a flight of a Tomahawk, a Mudfighter, and a Locust. Um, the guy on art chores for this particular issue, issue number 111, was a guy called John Statima. And what I noticed most uh, prominently is the fact that, like, yeah, sure, the locust is this little little bubble, this jelly bean. Um, but he <laughs> tends to illustrate the tomahawk also very rounded off. Very so, bubbly. Yeah. yeah, it makes them kind of look like they, they have a similar design lineage. Um, and the mud fighter as well has kind of got like a... To Very it too. rounded. The mission mm -hmm. is to basically drop off a team of G.I. Joe ninjas um, and sort of <laughs> create a diversion, a Ninja. smoke screen for them. So it's it's an airstrike that the dog fight that uh, the mud fighter and the locust are orchestrating, and in the midst of all the confusion, the ninjas make their um, descent. But, once again, as I say, uh, it's Lift Ticket in the Tomahawk and Wild Bill in the Locust. Which is super cool. Very cool. I didn't realize it got a uh, comic representation. Page time. It's brief. Mm. Blink and you miss it. Wild Bill very quickly rotates back to the primary whirly bird of the G.I. Joe team, that being the Tomahawk helicopter. But it did get worked in while the toy was still fresh. Um cool. Very cool, very cool. I mean, the the helicopter stable at this period in G.I. Joe history, particularly if you've got all the earlier ones, like Tomahawk and Dragonfly in the mix, as the comic book liked to do, it becomes pretty crowded. It's difficult for the Locust to find its own place. And mm. this is no more acute than in the cartoon series. And we're talking the Deke animated series at this point. I think... 
if my very brief research uh, serves me right, and if I'm wrong, please let me know in the comments. Um, its first appearance was in episode 11 of the Deke animated series called Night of the Creepers. Mm. Written by Rick Merwin. We actually opened with an action sequence featuring the... Uh, Blue Thunder. <laughs> Brown Thunder. We've got a flight of two locusts and a Sky Patrol Skyhawk. And they're pursuing a flight of Cobra Hurricane VTOLs. Um, how they're keeping up with the jet. Well, that's cartoon logic for you. Um, and there's an epic sort of aerial dogfight fight that happens. Anyone want to venture a guess as to who are in the cockpits of the locusts? Ooh. Um, mm. Wild Bill. Gridiron. Gridiron. Yeah, very timeless to the Deke animated series uh, sort of core cast. But you'll be delighted to know Rob, particularly, that we've got low-light version, low version 2 in the one cockpit. Oh, oh, that's yeah. great. Good choice. Yeah. And Scoop. Oh, the second. Hey. There you go. That's the way it boy. should be. Oh. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Very cool. Um, so across all media, it seems to be, you know, just as, as you would expect from a vehicle that came with no intended pilot, it has got... A smorgasbord of pilots that use it yeah but multiple choices the deke series seem to settle on uh good old low lights more often than not um i was watching another episode i think it was i can't even find the name of it i mean i was just randomly trawling uh, youtube and who should be behind the stick but low light v2 once again interesting so they used mm. it more of like specific characters would fly it rather than like with the Sky Striker where basically anyone can fly the vehicle. Anyone could fly it. It was a general use helicopter, but I just I was just looking for patterns and I mm. it makes me very happy to to see a pattern emerge and that pattern definitely did favor as I say. Uh, low lights V2 or V it's V3, sorry, if you count as Slaughter's Marauders version. So 1991's low lights um, is seen doing some pretty hectic maneuvers, avoiding ground fire, supporting a GI Joe hammer. Um, that did not get a good model sheet for this cartoon. Oh my word! No, <laughs> the animation is like very crack. simplified. But but Paul, yes. here's the thing, and, and I'm yeah. gonna, I'm going to credit Joel from Order of Battle Pod, who yeah, I mean to my mind first dubbed this thing as like a, a jelly bean, but basically it is. This is very rounded yeah. off short stubby thing oh i agree but like if you go like three or four shots back it's just the back is just square and it looks ridiculous and i don't know if that's just a <laughs> like that just looks that looks bad but not as bad as the other shot i mean there's another one after this i think and it just looks so terrible it just looks, looks like a box well, like the cockpit slapped on a box it looks really bad you must also remember that this is the Deke animation series. Even Sunbow's model sheets, you know, they, it's it's unfair to take stills from an animated show, traditionally yeah, animated true. show, because the models are varying, basically frame to frame, and and sometimes this is what you got. Um, but when you see it all, you know, in animation, in motion, um, it somehow is, is forgivable. I see you've got your Sky Patrol 
what's his name? Airwave. He's the skydive. Skydive. Yeah. Well, now you need a Skyhawk to uh, recreate that episode. I I do. I do. Yeah, I actually do have one of those. I was actually curious as as to who was in the um, Skyhawk. Well, this is what I'm trying to get at, I guess. Like, it was a very crowded stable of helicopters because you had this little guy, but occupying this small helicopter sort of um, uh, use, I guess, you've got battlecopters, which were more ubiquitous in the Deke cartoon. And then punching mm. just above the, the weight class of the Locust, you've got the Retaliator, launched in the same year. Like, if you need to have some, like a passenger in the back, as often was the case, you'd use mm. the Retaliator, so you could have dialogue between them, instead of having to animate a second helicopter and work that into the plot. And then, not to mention the fact that you still had the Sky Patrol vehicles also in the mix, so a Skyhawk would also probably just as easily fulfill the function of the Locust. So it found difficulty getting its own sort of time to shine, shall we say. I think I've yeah. pretty much discovered the, 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 the major appearances of it. But there's one more that is just so delicious. <laughs> I have to bring it up. In um, The Greatest Evil, part one. Uh, now, this is, this is a cartoon that is infamous in G.I. Joe for one particular reason. It deals with drug abuse and... And its effects particularly on a G.I. Joe <laughs> member. <laughs> so Duke's, Duke's shouting the odds. He's, he's scrambling all the, oh, the locusts. This time it's the, the different deco, the, the deco that came with the general. The sort ah. of green and yellow locusts. They're scrambling. Who jumps in the cockpit? Uh, who's our main man for this mission? It's Falcon. Hey. Falcon gets hey. in the cockpit. He schnarks so hard, like a hog, bro. He's in the cockpit, just, <laughs> just, just filling both nostrils. Um, Insane on the cocaine. <laughs> he's mouthing off to Duke. He's riding into battle, and he no. he unleashes a feature of the locust that must have been cartoon only, because <laughs> instead of bombing like any sort of <laughs> ordinance, instead of dropping any ordinance out of the helicopter, like the front. <laughs> sort of lower windshield drops open and he flies out he <laughs> and he shrinks he launches oh, himself out of the bottom of the locust uh it's like cocaine <laughs> <laughs> and sends it on a collision course with uh, a cobra battle copter i think sky creeper is flying it unless i'm mistaken not anymore uh, it, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> i can't believe it <laughs> I love drugs. Don't do drugs. Kids. No, I don't do it. Don't do it. Um, so, as I said, too delicious to to uh, uh, to not mention. But brings us to maybe the other, the alternate deco, which I'm afraid none of us possess. Maybe we need mm. to rectify that. But any thoughts on green and yellow locusts? Dude, I don't hate it. Like, I've always thought it was interesting, and I suppose we'll get more into this as we talk about the Locust itself, but mm-hmm. I really love the Locust's core color scheme. I think it's such a good-looking vehicle, and to make it yellow and green, I feel, takes something away from it, but then again, it does kind of uh, tie it into the general better, you know, with its color scheme. I kind of wish the general was colored more like the Locust in some respects, uh... which it kind of is, but yeah... 
Well, I think it's quite but, cool. I mean, it's a nice variation. Um, I think Dubia J mentioned earlier. It, it's 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 weird that then we never got a Sky Patrol focused. I think that would be pretty sick. Imagine hmm. this thing. In I silver. also. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I love the um, I love the color of the Retaliator as well. And I feel like the Locust and the Retaliator, like I feel like GI Joe got a very cool uniform look for vehicles. Well, a good color palette for for that vehicle. And then they didn't really like extend it much after that. They just went crazy again and not necessarily crazy in the best ways also steve i don't know why we as south africans don't own the the general version of the locust because those are springbok colors bro <sighs> ah, gold my brew yo yo that'd actually be the perfect version for us to have ah mm, we won at everything why? anyway <laughs> <laughs> there is one there's one little like very obscure and arbitrary like kind of uh media representation of this vehicle uh oh. it's actually it's not actually of this vehicle it's of a vehicle that uh yeah i'm gonna show you guys on the screen now it's much Please easier do. to explain it it's an old video game uh it's on the <laughs> turbo graphics 16 <laughs> or as i know it the pc engine the super super cd uh it's called mr heli it's uh, part of the, uh, it's Irem, so it's part of the, like, R-type family. Oh, no, yes, R-type family of things. And it's a little helicopter with little legs and little arms, and it's very cute and very bubbly. And I'm also going to show you some cool ge video game footage. So it's a side-scrolling shooter, but not in the traditional sense, because you can go up, down, left, right. I don't want to call it Metroidvania-esque, because, but anyway, this vehicle, this is a game I played a lot of, a lot of, when I also encountered this vehicle the hmm. first time in my life. And I do want to go into more of that, but I think this game helped a lot for me to like this vehicle. Not that I have yeah. any dislike for the Locust, but there's something about this game that kind of informed my play patterns. Um, and maybe I've given a few people a nostalgia hit as well with, with sure. those images. I had never yeah. encountered that, but... Uh, yeah. yeah. But it's, from it's certain put, angles, it looks similar, for sure. It slaps mm. arms on the side of the helicopter. That's fun. Yeah. And little legs. Okay. You can go on the ground and it becomes... That's very cool. A little mecha. Yeah. So I love cutesy. It. Oh, yeah. And it's an unlockable and R-type final as well. So that's cool. I mean, for anybody... I an, there, another advantage of the vehicle is it's so small that you can actually own multiple. So, I mean, there's no reason for us not to get... Uh, the spring rock colored one. I mean, I see some people actually do own a couple of their own versions. Mm. Mark apparently owns um, two brown and one brown and two customs. Even mm. made an Arctic one. Made an Arctic one and slapped Cobra stickers on it. We saw that in a reading of his book, Rob. Yes, that's but right. But then actually, the other did. one, if memory serves, I think he's swapped the the accent parts. So you've got a green general tomahawk, but with silver guns Ooh. and rotors and landing skids if that could serves. be cool feel free to correct me in the comments there mark this is what's fun about having you guys on board for a vehicle focus hell yeah 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 everyone's different versions on uh, on display now let's uh, flick to as always we love to share uh carson's exceptional work on 3g 3d joe's mm. it's got everything you could possibly want to see uh in one convenient place the box art as we see not sponsored <laughs> but i mean we happily sponsor him with whatever uh, shine we can share um hell yeah the locust is a bomb dropping assault copter we've got topside in the cockpit which is an interesting choice i mean 
nowhere in his file card or specialization or in his backstory does it say anything about flying helicopters. But hey, in the but true spirit of, the, of, of anyone being able to get into one of these whirlybirds, um, yeah, why not pick the, the Navy man who's a brawler um, and not much else, really? I don't know. What are Topside's claims to fame? If you're a Topside um, fan, sing his praises. Well, does, he, he has an orange vest. He has an orange vest. That is pretty cool. He there has yellow eyes. <laughs> he <has his laughs> yellow beard. He's riding. Box, Lord riding. The box, Sorry. Back, the box back blurb says that um, with Cobra advancing on all fronts, General Hawk orders the Locust to smash their lead assault vehicles and stop them in their tracks. Mm. It does one of my least favorite things by tacking Hawk's rank onto his codename. Ugh. Um, How very yeah. dare they? The 90s. It's, it's Hawk. He's always going to be Hawk because once upon a time, guess what? He wasn't a general, <laughs> but he was still Hawk. Anyway, what ifs? Um, the box back is all very fine and well in terms of calling out the features. The blueprints are all very fine and well as well, but they are shown up by an initiative that happened in the comic books, which I'd like to call attention to. And that's once upon a time, at least they started in issue 111 of G.I. Joe, uh, G.I. Joe, yeah, <laughs> A-Raw, they started doing vehicle dossiers, which is awesome. Mm. Um, did you guys ever see any of these things? I'll try and bring it up. Maybe one one or two here and there. Yeah, I they feel like I've seen one or two before. Maybe the bug or the... Maybe Moonlight the asked. Moonlight asks, can the locust fit a modern era figure? Yes, it can. Yes. Yeah. It's using a seat clip feature. Um, mm. And so it's not a back plug. So anything can really clip in there. Um, mm. Room for feet might be a, a, a problem with uh, taller modern era figures with longer legs. But I'm sure you'll yeah. find some that fit like a glove. Maybe Don't put going home in there. Vintage. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the very first vehicle featured in this uh, vehicle dossier was in fact the locust in issue yeah. 111 oh no sorry issue 100 and f oh, 108 108 100 it's numbers. got snake eyes uh, on the cover <laughs> with a knife to cobra commander's throat and this gives us a lot of great information on the locust it says that the locust is a light scout and ground support helicopter with limited st stealth capability whoa it is small enough to be transported by C-130 Hercules and still leave room for a hammer and a desert fox, but versatile enough to perform a variety of combat and support missions. And then it goes into the various mm. points, um, calling out features on the helicopter itself. Um, my favorite of them is that it has FLIR, sort of forward-looking infrared, Optics, EO, and laser all located in the nose, um, not at all represented by any sculpting feature on the toy itself, but it seems to have a lot of optics, a lot of scanning gear, a lot of, you know, good tech. I think they didn't realize there was a window down there. <laughs> um, towards the rear of the helicopter, where you've got that squared off section, which kind of looks unfinished, if I'm to be critical. We'll get into mm -hmm. our critiques later, but... That is a chaff flare dispenser, which is awesome because, hmm. I mean, why wouldn't you if you're encountering it. any kind of ground fire? Presumably, you have enough time to dispense some chaff and flares to uh, 
to throw off the guidance systems. Um, all the communication gear, the VHF, UHF, and TACAN aerials are actually in the landing skids. That's pretty mm. unique. I don't know if you'd want to put sensitive aerials in a landing skid, but since this thing doesn't really have any other sculpt feature for aerials, mm. like, I guess it was the logical choice. Someone was like, um, how does this thing communicate? Where, where are the aerials? Where are the antennas? I wonder if like, there's oh, a precedent just... for that. Mm. Uh, well, look, the Blackhawk has these sort of like, they look like handles, but you mustn't treat them as such protruding from the sides and those are the um oh the okay so that's perhaps mm. the precedent uh. that they were pulling from it's like uh, this helicopter has like stuff sticking out of the side you know it's not a traditional like whip antenna because mm. that would mm. be illogical on a helicopter unless you, you know, i suppose you've got stubby ones on the tails tail boom sometimes anyways I'm rambling. Can you see? I, I love this technical stuff, guys. <laughs> Not that I'm a technically minded guy, but like this immersion into what is just a plastic toy is what really just elevates G.I. Joe above everything else. Um, oh, the helicopter blade is made of a composite material. That's probably speaking to the stealth features that they that they allude to in the blurb. Um However, the, the, the helicopter itself doesn't look stealthy. I mean, a stealth helicopter would have the look of a the Comanche, which is the sort of you know, mm. the stealth helicopter that never really it would have into production angles to repel radar, yeah, yeah. to break radar, but yeah. With the with the composite blade, at least you are because I mean helicopters are notoriously easy to spot on radar because of the, the spinning blade. But well, maybe by stealth they down. basically mean it. You know, it's so small it can really fly so low and into into hmm. spaces that other helicopters wouldn't be able to. So it can oh, we're going to get into that. The angles. locust, the locust itself is probably the most maneuverable little helicopter you're likely to see ever, yeah. fang notwithstanding. But what really intrigues me is we get into the bottom section and they they talk about its its various stats. The fact that it has a max mm -hmm. speed of 180 miles per hour. Kind of wish that was in knots, but anyway, if you want to do, if you're not imperial and you want to do a little quick calculation, I think that's about. <laughs> that's so cute. General monopolies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. For um, the for the engine, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's got a two-hour uh, endurance with its maximum load. That's that's pretty good for a helicopter of its size. In fact, it's bloody good. Um, and then they talk about its cone of fire, which is something that I found bizarre as a child. I'm like, can the cannons move left, right? But now that I know a little bit more about using guns on a helicopter or on a, an A-10, they're not pinpoint sniper weapons. They are area weapons. You're firing mm -hmm. to cover a kind of a, a region of fire. You know, it sort of spreads out as it, as it um, hits its target in order to engage you know, a, a wider range of, of, of area. So it seems like the, the arrangement of these guns is to kind of hit the ground in a, a T formation. I don't know. Try and make sense of it if, if you can and let me know in the comments. But um, I don't think it's referring to how the gun can be maneuvered. Though it so does also make, make mention of the fact that the pilot can either control the guns manually or use his helmet um, 
just like a long line of sight targeting. Yeah. 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 Can I? Um, so uh, recently, very recently, um, at, at least at the time of recording, uh, a very cool movie has come out. We don't want to talk about too much details, too many details, but Dune Part Two came out and it has Onatopters in it. Mm. This vehicle kind of uh, reminds me a bit of the Onatopter. But anyway, there's there's a small scene where the Onatopter is actually shooting at a ground target. And if you look carefully, the, the bullets do go in a kind of a spray pattern. And that's the mm. most like recent memory I have of seeing that in action on, on, in a film. So like I think that's a good way to kind of understand how these guns would work. Like, they, Which is deadly capacity. effective on uh, ground targets because of that spread. Yeah. You know, mm. you're instantaneously raining a, a, a large area of fire down, which um, can be handily defeated by characters that have plot armor and are able to kind of just just dive roll, just dive mm. roll, and they they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> roll. Um, what else can I tell you about this great little nugget of GI Joe uh, media? Other than I love the fact that yeah, it goes into such suspension of disbelief. However, I'm going to say that on the Longbow Apache, you've got a dedicated gunner for the chin gun. Um, because helicopter flying, both hands and both feet are constantly engaged in the flying of the craft. So to then add positionable guns into the mix, that is one stressful thing to fly. Especially if you're entrusting it to guys like Topside. I mean, <laughs> anybody yeah. can fly locust. Is there any oh, conflict the thing, between right? the the comic book stats and the and the I mean the blueprints? Or do they line up pretty? Um... Oh, you know what? That's a very good point. The blueprints and uh, yeah, I um didn't really get into them, but we can yeah, pass we our eyes over them. just just to be um, comprehensive. Let's. Oh, did I make three D Joes go away? I totally did. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. I'll bring it up. <laughs> Even broke well, 3D Joe's. I'm aware. Um, yes, me. The, the figure six pack mentioned um, that the, the the helicopter that you showed earlier looks more like Parodius from Konami. Yeah, I was referring to the game Parodius, which is ah. the parody version of uh, Gradius, uh, which is yeah, like you said, made by oh, like they said, made like made by Konami. That this was made by Irem, which was. Uh, when it comes to the shooter scene arrival to Konami, because Irem mm -hmm. made R-Type, the very popular and awesome R-Type games, which was, um, uh, my history could be wrong here, but it was made in response to Gradius. Um, anyway, but yeah, this game, this game kind of plays like a semi-platformer and flying game. So you've got the flying, but then you can land mm -hmm. on the ground and do the little platform. Oh, yeah, because it and, has you have, little... and you have little bombs. Like Mr. Heli has little bombs and he's also got a forward firing projectile, much like the locust. Like I keep wondering, like maybe if we put legs and arms on the locust, we could pretty much have a Mr. Heli custom. And I'm pretty sure there's some guy in Japan who's done that. Actually. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, so far, I mean I can see there is agreement on that the the missiles hey, the are air to air missiles. Mm. Um which is weird, also because the the missiles they also the are bombs actually also the bombs. <laughs> they've they've designed them to be exactly the same. Bomb. I don't know. They're, they're it's air bombs. That, that that's a bit weird. But mm -hmm. yeah, kind of looking at it, it, it does seem like they you know from the little information we get here, it is kind of you know they've either expanded on it or they've kind of provided their own information that kind of supports what's going on here. 
no talk of think... stealth capability, um, no yeah. talk mm-hmm. of the cone of fire or uh, the stats, like its range or its carrying capacity. So, in this instance, the blueprints are a little bit anemic. Um, mm. the, the Marvel comic got way more detailed. And as I say, I wish it was a feature that they, they kept up. I personally, as a child, really latched onto the fact that um, it mentions up front that this thing can go inside a C-130 Hercules and still leave room for a hammer, which is G.I. Joe's Humvee, and a Desert mm. Fox, which is the six-wheel drive vehicle uh, from 1988. And that, as a child, made me aware of the fact that, yeah, cargo aircraft have limited capacities. And if you're going on a mission, you've got to be selective. If you're going to take two mm. Jeeps and you need some air support, like the Locust is the one. Like, that's essential. I'd love to see Damn, that dude, arrangement can... inside a, a C-130. I imagine, like, because the um, <clears throat> Desert Fox has, like, a sloped front, it would park right in behind the Locust's back. So, kind mm. of make... It would marry the two angles. And then the Hammer, which is a very squared-off vehicle, uh, on the rear. But, yeah, the, 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 blue, the blueprints are pretty pretty skint. In the no, now that we've got... All of the technical stuff out of the way. I feel like we Why? have to get to the... How do you play with this toy? And uh, the question has come wow. up in the chats once again. So let's address it. Who would be the pilot, says Yojo. And I'm going to say that because I don't have a general, my go-to guy, because the colors are just too sweet, is the general's included commander, Major Storm. He looks bloody good in there. And what made me want to use him more than anything is the fact that he's got the single optic um, helmet, very much Mm. like the longbow Apache. And if you do take it to be an aiming uh, device for the guns, well, then that just makes even more sense. Hmm. So where he looks, the guns look. Yeah, that makes sense. That's probably also why it looks so cool to have low light in it. You know, kind mm. of with his helmet, I mean, either he kind of looks like a pilot. I think someone mentioned earlier, like, is that part of why maybe they put him in there? Or he um, looks like Cyclops, who is a pilot. Yeah, yeah. who is a pilot. Perfect. Yeah, so maybe that's where it comes from. They go like, oh, she's, she's a pilot. If that's, you know, that's what June. that does. It's not <laughs> 90s coding. You've got Cyclops in the Blackbird and you've got low lights in the, the jelly bean of death. And the locust yeah. and the jelly bean. <laughs> um, for, my go-to was always Freefall. Uh, because mm. he was the most pilot-looking figure we had in our collection, other than actually Skydive, uh, which was the only uh, Sky Patrol I had my hands on until I got Static Line. And then Static Line would go on to be the mm. pilot of the Locust for a long time. So um, those were always my guys. So it was always like Sky... Uh, actually, I don't love Skydive as a pilot for it, to be quite honest. Uh, but Static Line and Freefall were my go-tos, always. Oh, I believe Darren, amazing. Yeah. Darren Cobb mentioned he liked to have Flint fly his. Stephen's kind of decided for me who should fly mine because along with uh, the Locust, Stephen gave me um, one of the, the, the best versions of Wild Bull, which is the, uh, <laughs> know, the Confederacy version. Or the... <laughs> oh, no, he's a, he's a unionist, definitely. He's a unionist. In the blue. Okay. Absolutely fantastic. We, we found so many of these um, at the Para Toy Shop, which is the, the, the main kind of like second-hand toy shop that we 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 got all our, our that toys is from easily one of the most common figures you'll find in south africa is that yeah i'm pretty sure every single yeah. gi joe fan the, uh, has the at least one of these. are upon you 
And it would be the version with the white pants, because I believe there's a version with black, black pants. pants. Yeah, but I've so never I've, seen, I haven't seen it. South Africa got a glut of the white pants second yeah. version of this figure, but um, but most Game people know him as, as as having black pants. Yeah. Either way, he's a, a a logical choice for pilots, and you know, yeah, first and he version kind of Wild the color Bill. To a way as well. And I the think. aesthetic, because he's kind of buff. He's nineties Wild yeah, Bill. Yeah, ready to go. Other Wild Bill might look a little bit too. Yeah, so that's my goal. But then again, I've only owned mine for two weeks. So I mean, I and have you've got perfect to license yeah. to put scoop in the cockpit, as you oh, of course as do. you've discovered this fine evening. You, it makes sense. It makes sense. Maybe it there should be a character called sense. Mild Bull. Mild Bull should be Mild the Bull. Mild Bull. He's not as like yeehaw as Wild Bull, but you know he's he's still he's, <laughs> he's still not there. constantly drunk in the cockpit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but well, that's on drugs. <laughs> yeah, we got some great guys filling into the chats, uh, perhaps a little bit late, but uh, better late than never. We love you. We see you. Bart's here and Zero Valen. Man, oh man, Mark's here. Um, Ben's here. We had Yojo coming in a bit early as well, and I believe Terry was Todd, I think. Yeah. Mm. Was it a lovely, Todd? lovely, was lovely. Todd? A lot of love. Yeah, Dantara, that's a great suggestion. Drop zone. Drop zone would look super cool in a locust. I actually mm. know that I have a drop zone. I'm going to try that. Do Cut. it. Put um, him in there. My, Do it. Paul, come on. My, my locust is unfortunately in my folks' face still. I didn't get a chance Ooh. to spin past and, and grab it. So I am locustless on this episode. So, guys, when did you Ooh. encounter this vehicle? When is the first time you actually touched this toy? Rob, we know your story. The first time you touched this toy was like, no, I'm lying. Like, have you actually touched this toy before the one that you got? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, Stephen, did you have yours in South Africa? I don't remember if no. you did. No, nope. I didn't think I so. Picked this one up in right here in Australia. It was a beta, yeah. um, and I fixed it up. And so was yours, Rob. And so is so is, so is Paul's actually. Um, Whoa! There, there is well, a problem with this helicopter, and that's oh, it's your Victor. vision or. With in general, all locusts. Typically, over time, the guns develop a droop because they are just a friction friction clip. Basically, uh, it's a it's a mushroom clip that is kind of bowed. If that makes any sense. Anyways, yeah, this is probably my proudest GI Joe fix toy fix <laughs> because it is, it is absolute. I mean, you wouldn't know until I tell you, and I'm going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Cut a little piece of O-ring rubber, stick it into those in between the sort of the mushroom clip. Like the, you know, there's a, there's a space for the plastic mm -hmm. to bend. You stick that piece of rubber in there, and then reinsert it, and all of a sudden you've got tension again because it's pressing like up against boom. the rubber. And the rubber, you know, the, the O-ring's in there so tight it's never going to drop into your the body oh, of yeah. the craft. So that's how so, you made mine so so tight, right? Is it nice? Stephen is not a yeah. registered medical yeah, professional or, or surgeon. I, Please I did use it any to mine. advice. I did it to uh, Rob's discretion. I'm not sure if I did it to yours, Paul. I, it's pretty I'm good. No, it's pretty mine good. mine pretty hasn't been done. My, my guns are still pretty good, actually. But how do you know that it point. hasn't been done? Oh. Uh, because I bought I'm you that sure... locust. Yeah, I know oh, you did, sorry. but I think I know myself. on yours before he did the process on his. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe he did test it out of mine. 
Um, although, mm. or, or what I will say is that my locust has an amazingly clean ca- canopy. Mm. Uh, Lovely. That was always a standout feature of mine. Um, but yeah, man, locust, my first locust, uh, if you guys didn't you know, gather from, from earlier, uh, David got a locust from Canada mm. uh, long, long ago. And he, uh, when he, you know, I remember coming over to his house and being, oh my God, that vehicle's amazing. Um, and he actually gave me his. Uh, and like, Boy, that's like a good it's friend. one of those. Yeah, no, David just sometimes just did that. Like he was like, oh, you know what? Like he's not enjoying this thing as much or whatever. And he would give it to me. So he gave me this locust and it was hmm. awesome. It might have also, for all I know, have been a, a New Year's present or something. Um, but, you know, because at the time, I didn't know when Chinese New Year's and stuff was. But, man, I'm so glad he gave me this toy, man. Because the Locust mm. and I went on many adventures as a kid. Like, this was just such a great helicopter. And, you know, he, of course, had a, a Fang. And I had a Fang, too, as well. So these would often, like, kind of dog fights and stuff. It was great. If you fact, have um, an eye on realism, as I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't divorce it nowadays. Like nowadays, <laughs> you got to think of the, the way these things actually function. I was watching a documentary on Vietnam War era air cavalry guys. You know, guys who are flying the Iroquois, um, the uh, Cobra, and then the little birds, the little AH sixes. And the, airplane, yeah, yeah. the three right. helicopter types actually worked in, in concert on like mm. seek and destroy missions mm. because the little birds were down at like basically below treetop level. They were down in the grass. Those pilots were so shit hot. I mean, if you think the guys with the transport helicopters, the attack helicopters were the, the best of the best, like the guys in the little birds were madmen because they were basically they were like boots on the ground infantry, like looking for signs of passing, uh, flattened grass, um, anything that looked like enemy had recently been in the area. Like they were literally wow. eyes, eyes in the tree, like they were down there. And then mm. they'd, they'd radio back to the attack helico- helicopter, which was sort of on station a little bit higher. And the, the Cobra would come in and, and uh, do the dirty work. But these guys, these locusts, fulfill that function they are down there with the infantrymen extending range um as i say looking for signs of passing trying to to eke out enemy forces um and in that sense like this thing is very heavily armed for its purpose mm. uh, it's not heavily armed for an attack helicopter but like the fact that the it's grass cutter <laughs> all these guns up front gives it a lot of bite not to mention the fact that it's got ordnance what do you guys think of the bomb drop feature? I love it. Yeah, I think it's quite fun. I... It's, but obviously, it's just confusing that it's these air-to-air missiles become, you know, air-to-ground bombs. Um, they they really should have just made them air-to-ground <laughs> missiles, you know, to kind of like solidify the um, the purpose of of the what you know what the locust does. But it's interesting you mentioned that they. Um, you know that you found this kind of real world counterpart um i think peter malin mentioned earlier that the locusts always reminded him of the helicopters of mash which um yes. which was i mean well, you know set during vietnam big bubble canopy up front yeah yeah though in the case of those helicopters even more of a bubble what was that mm. the, a, the h1 it was a bell helicopter in any case with that I really skeletal <laughs> tail boom 
Guys, do you feel oh, like maybe this thing in its earlier design uh, history had more of a tail boom? And they were like, I oh, just chop it. Because it suddenly ends. Very yeah. soon. <laughs> and it would have I imagine... a far more logical, te- you know, helicopter yeah. profile. It, it, it would go back further with the brown parts. Yeah. It would kind of like stretch outwards. And this part mm. would probably be around about here. You know, at the edge of the, 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 the rotor limits. Yeah, I, I also feel like wonder if maybe like you want it to extend slightly beyond the rotor arc oh. so that there's no interference. Well, to keep it small, to keep it small and poetic, you need to be have it, you know, not too far. It's a toy. Mm-hmm. I also sometimes wonder if it was maybe like, mm-hmm. not, like, I wonder if it's like not meant to have been part of something bigger, like not that's like not something ridiculously sized, just like if maybe it was like a helicopter portion to like a tank or something. Like maybe mm-hmm. they were conceptualizing that idea early on. Um, oh, like with the avalanche. Also that. Yeah. Well, it is like, it something is like, like that. Off the side, like boop. It is mm. the pack-in vehicle with the general, so you got that. What I'm interested in was it always intended to be the general's pack-in vehicle, or was that mm. a kind of a, a value enhancer that they decided at a later stage? It's like we've got this this vehicle. It's basically got a heliport on its top, but we don't include a helicopter. Mm. We got to do that. Hmm. Yeah, I also think, uh, and oh, uh, like this might insult a few, I don't know, this might be controversial, but the general, if you just look at it, like at the back of the box, it's a pretty like boring looking vehicle, actually. Like, unless unless everything's like open, it's a very flat looking vehicle. So I think having something like the the locust there to like, you know, helps to sell it, definitely. Mm. Especially when you're like trying to convince your mom or your dad to buy this for you as a kid you know you want to go oh mom you know like it's this very big expensive vehicle and it comes with this cool helicopter and it comes with a figure you gotta buy it for me and it makes sounds <laughs> you know um like that that was like you know everything here was designed to enhance the kid's sales pitch to to the parents so like there it looks fascinating it looks super interesting but like you know you're in the toy store so you turn it around like there paul means on screen right now <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. sorry guys yeah but i mean this is actually a live stream on youtube so sorry podcast uh podcast listeners we see um, we love you you're what made us yeah <laughs> it's just like it having all those extra things like just makes it look more value add you know more 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 a kid a kid looks at this and can see what the value is but a parent looks at this and goes well that's too much what's yeah. it do it's an airport. It doesn't come with any airplanes. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna step on those missiles, and it's gonna hurt. Yeah, like I'm gonna buy this. Of... So when my kid pisses me off, I can break it in front of them. Yeah, because because <laughs> I'm psychotic. Evil. Yeah, dude. I mean, we all knew kids who had parents like that. So yeah. yeah. Well, talking of packaging, I... I think my funniest detail of the packaging is the original locust. It um, it looks like it's actually being attacked by its own missiles because it's showing off the um. <laughs> the bomb dropping feature yeah. so it's, it's kind of like at an angle and it, it's flying and it just looks like the missiles are coming right up at it on the on the packaging itself and it's just like okay that was an interesting design choice good mm. job guys yeah except they're i mean if you're really going to get into the weeds they are i mean it's it's kind of like a ferret missile <laughs> which way is, which way is the front 
Because they've well, got points I, I think it's both front and they back. They have points both front, but the the point For is me a lot the point is tied like the cartoon rabbit. You have just uncovered a great detail. I mean, yeah, they absolutely are illustrated, looking like they're flying. I mean, into they've, the they've tried. They've tried, they've... obviously, you know. But the the action lines or the you know the, the the speed lines. I mean, they can be interpreted either way. Actually, you know, it's mm. going up into it, or it's, it's being dropped by it. I think what this clues me into more than anything else is that I've been inserting the bombs the wrong way around. They should mm. fall out tail fin first. Yeah. So perhaps just yeah, like as a real bombs, bomb. As bombs, they need to go backwards. But as missiles, yes. they need to go forwards. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I really... I mean, that is perhaps the biggest strike against this thing. Um, mm. Just just a slightly different bit of molding would have been great. I mean, maybe make the bombs even bigger, more rotund. Well, There's either that or, or, just, or just change what the, you know, the purpose of the missiles at the top are, you know, air to ground. I think that solves everything, really. <laughs> I, it doesn't have to be two different um, <laughs> special bomb recall functions, says Darren Cobb. Wow. The Darren's like the everything. Rob of Australia. <laughs> but I think that would solve the, that issue because, I mean, I, I like that it does drop them as bombs. Um but at least it solidifies the the purpose of the locust as kind of like an air to ground you know unit where it's more to harass ground vehicles and troops than it is to actually be some sort of anti you know aircraft like response thing like you send this up when you've got like a i don't know a rattler coming in and this thing's like mm. no ways i'm going back yeah look i i, I think it's it's clearest function is not necessarily an attack craft first and foremost it is a reconnaissance vehicle yeah reconnaissance absolutely mm. which is also probably why i mean you'll find like low light in it as well i think it's a very ah, good choice yeah, yeah you know mm. just lead the way guys favorite features oh. on the locust oh yeah. whoa my i've always loved the fact that... that it's got please continue Rob. The, the giant gi joe sticker in the middle i think someone <laughs> mentioned as well they were like, why is there a giant G.I. Joe's sticker in the well, middle of the windscreen? In preparation for this topic, did you guys watch our story. own review by any chance? <laughs> no, I did not do that. I wanted to be fresh and have my own opinions. Oh, good point. Of my own well, opinions. I, uh, I have to put my hand up and say that, yeah, I, I watched G.I. Joe's review of The Locust, of course. <laughs> and yes, we do it's definitely nice make light of the fact that, like, G.I. Joe loves their branding <laughs> even more so than they love visibility because certain angles you are absolutely barred from view by the damn G.I. Joe sticker right across the canopy. Mm -hmm. That's I guess that is, meant, that is meant to be a canopy spa anyway. It's just a very broad one, which is, you know, it's baffling to have something so vision impairing. Like, G.I. Joe vehicles typically have this uninterrupted, beautiful, clean canopy for mm. a lot of their vehicles no, absolutely gorgeous but, but yeah, it's, this, it's this tiny they decide to put the damn thing there right there but i suppose like where else would you put it i mean maybe another place would be put to put it at the bottom but i mean you really have the molding you know kind of like breaking up the the upper canopy um this is delightful term well in aviation called monocoque okay well, <laughs> which basically means just single shell which uh. means the, the glass is blown 
to, to not have any kind of framework in it. It's a monocoque. Yeah, so it's it. a monocoque. <laughs> monocoque <laughs> canopy. Um, French, blown once. Thank you. Yeah, blow, <laughs> blow that cock once. Um, anyway, so yeah, that <laughs> no, would be my answer. Just, just make it an uninterrupted piece <laughs> of glass. Just like an F-16 has, you know, this mm. beautiful, just... You know, okay, it's it's by G.I. Joe. Like and follow us on Instagram. <laughs> um, favorite feature, though, in keeping with the gloss, I always love it when a, when a helicopter has this kind of... Is it dorsal, the underside? Yeah, dorsal. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that dorsal is C3. So nice. The glass down there, it harks back to the tomahawk. It's just a mark of quality. Like you, as a helicopter pilot... You sometimes need to absolutely see below your feet. Mm. Yeah, it would be nice if just like the tomahawk it had your pedals, but I mean this is a basic toy. You can't expect that yeah. level of, of detail. Even so, it's got terrific detail. The engine sculpt yes. is is lovely, and the fact that it's kind of exposed, even more so. Like this thing is like a kit helicopter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 absolutely bare bones in places. Stealth That's my and favorite feature. survivability be damned. Yeah, oh, is the absolutely love the vis- I love the the visible engine. Um, as a kid, I used to pour over that for quite a while. Um, I love the the tail rotor system, like the way that it all meshes. I thought that was quite mm. fascinating as a kid, um, and I still love that today. Um, <laughs> and like, I mean, there's many favorite features. This is actually a vehicle that I have a lot of love for. And I just mm. generally love the aesthetic. I think it is such a good design visually. Yeah. I just love it. It's like Ed 209's head with the propeller or Mr. Haley just <laughs> for grown-ups. It's just so great. You know? Any criticisms, Paul? Let's step off the praise um, train for a sec. Ah, uh, the only criticism I have for it is that like the the tab underneath it, uh I didn't I don't know, just something about it kind of used to sort of bug me. Like, it doesn't feel super comfortable to always open. Like, you're always scared you're going to break the tab. So, it's a feature that's fun, but I didn't use it a lot as a kid. Um, and often, when we were playing with this toy, I know when I was still, when it was still David's, we used to kind of preload it. So, we would, like, open the tab and don't let the bombs come out and then kind of hold it up with a finger so that we were going to use it. Um... We didn't want us to, like, excitedly pull on it because we, we were always worried it was going to break. Um uh... Where's Honestly, the... I can't think of I can't think of anything really negative about this the toy. For me, it's it's a really great all round fun toy. I have to actually take time to look for for faults with it, and that's I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want. To... I love mm-hmm. nagging. I love nagging, but I'll let Rob have a first swipe then. Well, I think in general, I think it's quite fun. Um, I can't yeah. think of any like weird things that that is that are strange. I mean, obviously, like when you do look at it, you do kind of. Im- I think we did mention you do imagine that there is more to this mm, um, at mm. the back and would, would make it more complete. But I think it's nice as it is um, compact. Um, I like that this part of the back moves. I think uh, Mark Schneider earlier asked, um, you know, is then does the stabilizer the back move? Yes, it does. Um, so, you know, you, you know, you can still sort of like do stuff with it. And also it does, it does spin as well. So it does a little bit of a spinny thing going on here. Which is kind of cool. So um, people who so are more aviation minded, what would be the feature of tilting that? Does it allow you to be even more maneuverable, or is it simply just to trim trim the helicopter 
for different power settings. Because I don't know, yeah, it, it can doesn't go have pretty a... extreme. I mean, you know, it's like maybe that's like the jet engine, the extra engine that kind of helps it go faster. <laughs> I know a lot about aircraft. <laughs> Rob's Absolutely. an expert. But yeah, I, I don't have any negatives yet, I think. So far because I love blowing. the bottom canopy so much, I hated making contact with the ground. And unfortunately, mm. the locust suffers from a center of gravity issue in that yeah. way too much weight in the front. Yeah, it's it always going to move forward a lot. <gasps> Thank Roddy you, Roddy. shares that um, sentiment. Very, yeah. very timeous comment. Um, mm -hmm. And all of that would have been alleviated by either having a tail boom, which would have balanced mm. it, or setting the skids maybe a little bit higher up. Um, Form BX257, I think, talks about that in his review. Mm. Um, but, you know, in a real-world setting, this engine would weigh a lot more than the plastic yeah. represents. So that would mm. the center of gravity would be probably close to where the, the rotor hub is. So it would never fall forward, well, unless you ditched it. But, yeah, in the plastic, it just doesn't have the weight back there to keep it tilted back enough. And that's, I think, my most, I suppose, technical it's criticism. Apart mm. from that, it's hell of a fun. I will always take yeah. the Tomahawk over everything else, but for one-handed action, <laughs> you could do far <laughs> worse than the Locust. One-handed action with something that doesn't have a monocoque. I love Steven's the fact that one. it does. I mean, this is absolutely a GI Joe design. It could never really mm. be recast as Cobra because it's got crew survivability in mind. By giving your character an enclosed cockpit, it's not like the Fang. Yeah. Um, it's not like a battlecopter. It is. It is a helicopter that has some safety feature to it, which makes it a GI Joe vehicle, in my mind. It's also forever. got a really. It's also got a real, uh, 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 let me use the words here properly. It's got quite a heroic design sensibility to it as well. I feel like if you put Cobra colors on it, it would look, um, I'm sure there's a great idiom for this, but it would just look like a cow trying to be a sheep or something. Like Tell it to Mark. It's... <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, just, look, I mean, it, yeah, it, it does yeah. look good in white with Cobra symbols on it. But absolutely, Paul, I see what you mean. Like the, the shape of it, it is, it's a goodie. It's a definitely yeah. a goodie. Well, as, as it, Darren looks like, says, it also dude, looks like it fits an avatar. It. Yes. It, it can be an avatar. Wow. That's. I mean, if you replace the central blade with like. Not airbender. Sort of avatar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Avatar. What are they? Directional fans that those helicopters have? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, oh. if Tomok is, is number one, Toy Bounty Hunter asks, what's second? The Locust or the Dragonfly? Fang 2. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, well, kidding. Okay, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. But, Paul, do you want to answer the question? Um, For me, it's Locust. I've got more experience, <laughs> more, more nostalgia. I've got more experience with it, more nostalgia with it. Um, I've had lots of adventures with this vehicle, just sitting in the lounge in the corner there while my parents watching TV, having fun but with it. It doesn't yeah. come in Tiger yeah. Force flavor, dude. It doesn't come in Tiger Force flavor, but that's um, not good. I think I think nostalgia is going to take it for me on this one. Like that's my number one. Then then my, oof, 
Then kind of my, I'm going to say my Tiger Rat because the Tiger Rat's just amazing. I mean, Tiger Rat, uh, Tiger Fly um, is amazing. And then after that, it's the like helicopter. I don't want to think too hard, but also Fang 2. I've had so many great memories with. Um, got my Fang 2 here, fang. actually. Ouchie. I love the Fang, but I've just got more love for the Fang 2. The Fang, <laughs> when I was a kid, the Fang was too much of a helicopter for me to care. The Fang 2 was like, this finagled death machine from the future, which I just appreciated playing with more than a Fang 1. It's only a little bit later that I started looking at the Fang 1 going, hmm, that's actually really amazingly made for an old toy. And that was me when I was like 12. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, you guys? Hmm. Oh, Considering I own a locust. Sorry, it's, it's just... I'm, I'm going to have to say the locust. <laughs> He's compelled. I have the dragonfly in various flavors. I have the mm. locust version of the dragonfly, which, if you're there scratching you your heads, is the version from the early 2000s, the Real American Hero collection, where they recast it in tan. I mm. didn't like the tan, so I painted it gray, and Paul fixed my shitty paint job. <laughs> I, I wanted a, a locust that was inspired... Oh, sorry. A dragonfly that was inspired by the marines super cobra and that is always in that sort of light gray color it looks great on a flag let me tell you um in the gray so yeah i mean look the locust is fine but the dragonfly is just so much more um they're not in the same class so it's perhaps an unfair comparison to draw but seems like my co-hosts don't uh, don't mind it at all they they've put it ahead of the the dragonfly well, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure if I owned a dragonfly, you know, I'd, I'd, it would be more difficult. Um, I think, yeah, I think this 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 serves as more. This is more fun to play with against the type of he, the majority of the helicopters that the Cobra do have in you know, a Fang Fang Two, um, more than say fighting the dragonfly up against them. Um, I want to say the yeah the Night Raven or the I want to say the Mumbo, but I, I know it's not just the Mumbo. Um, I'm, I'm going to get controversial and say that I even like the Skystorm X-Wing attack helicopter um, more wow, than I like... more than this. Whoa. More than this. Just because Ooh. that has a cool nostalgia memory for me. My man. And I really enjoyed just the, the wacky science aspect of a stopped rotor helicopter jet. It's very <laughs> mask, um, giving it a sort of a dual function. And I had a lot of fun. Like, I left... The dragonfly in the dust, baby, with my skystorm. Yeah. Uh, Mark trips in with uh, no retaliator. Uh, Mark, we have little to no experience with the retaliator. Um, I, I think Unfortunately. I've, I've held one once, which was at um, Greg's place. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, that was the closest I got to a retaliator, really. Um, I think, I think, maybe, maybe. I've got it. Maybe um, I've had, I don't know. I can't I'm think of old experience. and ugly enough to know that I'm not going to like it. Um, I like what I like, and I do, do not like the Retaliator. Um, I liked it when I first encountered it on the paperwork, when I was looking at the G.I. Mm. Joe catalog, and I was like, whoa, that thing looks amazing. It's probably seats two guys in there. It's got a cool pilot. I bet it's got great details. I love, the, I love the nose gun. I love the, the missiles. It looks very realistic. But it's photographed from a very flattering angle in the catalogue that I was looking mm. at. 
and I think it does not look good from many angles. It has a mm. very toyetic feature which interrupts its grasp of realism. The more I learn about the, the Retaliator, the less I like it. So if it happens to find its way into my hands and I do a 180, Mark, you will be the first to know. I promise you. I will eat my hat. Well, take it. We'll be the first to know. <laughs> he he uh he chimes in that it's a beautiful toy and i take your word for it but um on oh, paper yeah. and 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 given how much i scrutinize these things i know at least here in 2024 early march um that i don't like it um subject to change, i also think course. it's this i also think it's the same designer as the locust within hasbro hmm. yeah okay i, I I think there's certain vehicles you, like you get. You're basing this yeah. on just a gut feeling. Uh, just no, it's it's design language. It's uh, like I, I mean, listen, I could be completely wrong, but I feel like the Retaliator, the Locust, um, they're definitely like family members. Like they mm. come from the same creator, creative source. Um, obviously, there's input and whatever. It's just there's a style about to those vehicles that doesn't really exist with some of the other vehicles. I feel. It's kind of very and they're brown it, and, they, and they got that cool gun like brown gun metally color going for them they're so good um there's another one i'm just struggling to think of it now but there's another vehicle that also seems to fit in that family it's almost like and this is of course at no disrespect to any gi joe toy designer because i love you guys all um i'm even more impressed with some of you now that i've seen that the that the road toad is actually not a piece of shit um but <laughs> Yeah, you heard it here, folks. Um, but I kind of feel like Hasbro might have actually like dipped out of their their usual pool and maybe like gotten a guy that designs cars or that is more of an industrial designer um, in the field of like vehicles or aviation or something, and maybe Wasn't hired him guy on Cassidy, for, like, a couple... an automotive guy. I think so. Could have been, but that's just no. the feeling I get from something like the Locust. I just get this like wow, this vehicle just has a design sense to it that is not from a toy first thinking. It's from a cool first thinking and then turned into a, a cool toy, uh, mm. which is great that it worked here. In the Retaliator's case, I think maybe it fails a bit as a toy, but then again, Mark has a different opinion on that. Um, but yeah, it's just something I wanted to mention. There's just a sophistication to the Locust's design. Hmm. That is quite, yeah, it's just there. It's futuristic. It's got a good proportion to it. Uh, I can go on. I know it's because I love the vehicle, uh, but I can go on. We yeah. tend to rate these things at the end of our vehicle focus episodes. Are we going to rate this one? I think we've given basically perfect scores to each and every one of the other vehicles. <laughs> but each of, each of them have been more notorious vehicles, I think more famous mm, the locust well is a bit of a dark horse hmm. so which is so gi joe book style as well you know yeah. <laughs> uh, it guts to man the 90s stuff has its place and it's still good uh locust for me uh duh i'm sure everybody's gonna see this coming they're all going paul's gonna give it a five you're right paul's giving it a five right <laughs> it ticks all the boxes for me so yeah, I think I'd, I'd probably agree with that. I think it's, I mean, uh, having only had it for a bit, I mean, I can see the potential and I can see how like how much fun we really could have had with this growing up. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm probably going to stick with that. I think five out of five. Let's, let's just keep going. Let's just give Whoa. everything fives. 
Hey, welcome, he welcome to GI Joe, Stephen, with his uh, four and a half out of five. Well, hmm. taken in its in its in its, in its own class, taken in its own class as the sort of reconnaissance helicopter. Um, yeah, it's it's got the Skyhawk beat in many respects, a sort of a qual- build quality. Mm. Uh, it's definitely better than the Skyhawk. What else is it competing with? Um, Battlecopters. So, in its own class, it's a five-star vehicle. But if you were to expand a little bit and say, like, you've got to reserve those high ranks for things like the Tomahawk and the Dragonfly, this mm. is a distant third to those helicopters. So, I'm going to be a little bit gun-shy and give it a four. But those are my reasons. You've got to, to, to save save your high marks for, like, things oh, for that sure. are just absolute crowd pleaser like slam dunk ever in the history of the world home so run good. oh my good hat trick whatever what are the sporting terms a, you want to throw tail, in there? It, you know but it's, um, it's got bombs that make sense apparently the protein is stuck according, according to run, um, according to every it's south cricket, african though. as well i mean who the hell watches cricket <laughs> Ooh, i watch cricket to fall asleep <laughs> last last year i, I actually had the fever cricket. dream that we might have won two World Cups Ooh, in a year. Two, Wouldn't that have been no. an absolute Cinderella? That did we? Why do I feel we did? Is that a Mandela effect thing? Paul, you were swept up in that fervor, that national fervor of like everyone like, Ish, we now we have everything. to learn the fucking game of cricket too? <laughs> like having just learned the game of rugby <laughs> because of all the rugby shit. Um, no, no, no. no. We, 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 we crashed out, unfortunately. We are the mm. world's greatest cricket chokers. But um, whatever. Unfortunate. Unfortunately. Okay. Um, to, to close us out, because we are live, throw up your ratings, guys. And uh, while you do that, I think just prior to this live stream, Podcast from the Pit went live. Whoa. And they were talking with Mate Mylar. Amazing. Wow. Action figure oh, yeah. photographer. Um, I, mm. I don't know if that actually happened. I was fast asleep. But mm. uh, if you do like G.I. Joe photography... Um, that is that that is essential viewing at and this point. super awesome guy as well yeah i'm sure he answered a lot of great questions yeah definitely go find so easy and and um, also coming up next rob what are you about to say yes i was about to say we were alerted to the fact that zazel's clubhouse is actually currently live while we're currently mm. recording this um and he's announcing space commander's return apparently space commander has joined him again and um they're, they're chatting right now i think I think what we should do is uh, I'm going to put a link link in the description. In in the description. Well, in in the chat. So everyone, when this live stream is finished, please, if you have, if you have, go, go and go and go and see them. Say we sent you over to them. And and we'll we'll join you guys. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we can't raid. We, I mean, this isn't like Twitch, so we can't go and raid here. Well, Paul, you say that, but there is actually a feature for that. But I was trying to figure it out while we were streaming. But apparently, I, I'm a dumb dumb and I can't. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> wow, really? There's raiding in YouTube. Yes, Jeez. there is. Apparently, there is. Right. anyway, this is, all technical, this is all enough technical raiding. Stuff. Let's talk rating. Uh, we got them rolling in. Toy Bounty Hunter, five out of five. Yeah, Mark one of the, the best nineties vehicles. Five out of five for him too. I imagine the internet reacting to less than five for any of those crowd favorites. Oh, well, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Darren's given it a five. Yeah. Uh, J J five out of ten. And a story. So that's wow. a... F- no, you well, can... It's, it's a more realistic 
Definitely. Go for it. I mean, you saw mm. Stephen broke with tradition and gave it a four out of five. He was very apologetic. Sad Monkey is with me. Uh, just shy of there that perfect go. score. Um, yeah. What have we got? What have we got? We got anybody else rating? Ah, Ronnie. The Locusts are five out of five people out of for five. me. Hell yeah, Ronnie. Who had his father buy it for him for less than 10 Aussie dollars back in the day at Big Dog. That w. is insane. Nice, brother. Well, before before we stop talking about it, I saw someone mention earlier, apparently, I mean, the skids are quite difficult to find complete with this thing, which I imagine is probably because they are detachable. Like, they mm -hmm. they come off, like, super easily, um, yeah. which kind of makes it look like a sub. Someone also mentioned playing with it like a sub earlier, which I think totally makes mm -hmm. sense. Um, was there anything else, Stephen, that you struggled to, to find in completing these three locusts? Or were they quite um... easy to find complete? I found yours in a lot with a persuader and a septic tank on Facebook Ooh. Marketplace. And this is going to make Ronnie weep for 15 <laughs> Australian dollars. Oh, my God. That's like three big yeah. words. It cost Oops. more to get the parts oh, wow, to complete the dollar. persuader and the, um, and the locust. <laughs> so it didn't have any of its bombs. But fortunately, I found that um, here in Australia. The persuader well, parts took a little bit longer. Uh, Andrew, Mr. MCDJACDC, would know about that. He, I think I got my oh, last yeah. Persuader missile from, from him. Um, but yes, I mean, like mm. I say, like deals are out there, but then completing shells, you quickly learn like, yeah, it doesn't want necessarily wind up cheaper, but to find the main helicopter for a steel, love that. Love, love, love that. Mm. Well, The missiles are the major issue. The rotors sometimes are cracked and broken. Uh, and that's always a shame because that's, uh, you know, once that's cooked. That's the main feature. I mean, it's very difficult really. to do an effective repair that r retains its, you know, spinniness. Mm. Mm. It doesn't spin well, as ben, nice as a fang. That's this, this, this vehicle flow, flew completely under his radar in the UK. Hey, he does it. have limited stealth capabilities. <laughs> and <laughs> WJ expands on his, uh, and he, he's, he continues to be very apologetic. Um, but he doesn't think it can take a punch, and it's probably short range. Its best job was being a spotter for the general's artillery, which, I mean, perfect. makes perfect sense why it came with it. Um, so it's a good ancillary vehicle for a lot of people, I guess, rather than, um, you know, your main awesome flying vehicle. Mm -hmm. I think it's such a hero in my life. <laughs> yeah. It's good fun. Talking about oh, well. heroes. I think it even came with me to a spur, bro, or a Mike's of Kitchen. Oh, yeah. do you know who else you can find in Mike's Kitchen? These amazing people. Yeah, they, they're cooking. They're cooking for us. And they're making beautiful food that that that, that nourishes us and keeps us going and, and keeps the lights on, apparently, as well, and pays for subscriptions. And yeah, there they are. They're, oh, they're, they're these the cooks people. at Mike's Thank Kitchen. You, the, 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 the real heroes. Also, do you, love, up what do you guys Rob love real international Scottish, heroes? Do you guys love the Scottish lead? Oh, oh, very nice. The Scottish Laird's army. That's right. The steel oh. explosives. <laughs> anyway, any excuse to show Scottish... off his torso. Hell yeah. yeah Paul we, is very proud of Scottish... We got, we got merch. merch. The, the Scottish Laird's army is available with other merch on our Teespring. So if you guys Hell are yeah. dying to get a G.I. Joe book t-shirt, that's where you get it from. All right, Ooh. let's get out of here and let the good let's people get out of go here. to whatever stream they want to watch Absolutely. next. Where do you want to go? 
Maybe just go outside and take a walk in the garden. (laughs) We thank our guys who joined us live. It was a wonderful bumper episode. Great way to start off the week for yours truly. Uh, Hope everyone had a swell weekend. Yeah. We will Hmm. be back next week, perhaps, to talk about Duke number three. That's fresh off the presses. Um, But either way, it's going to be fun, fun, fun. I think we'll do live again. To put us back on track, gents. Yes, that's all right with I you. think this is a good mm-hmm. idea. I like yeah. it. And then we'll go back like to uh, we'll go back to putting these uh, vehicles spotlights cool in tracks, the can. My favorite. Got and I think people love like getting involved in the comics chats with us. So yeah. Oh, oh for yeah. sure. Stay on, you know, the, the cutting edge of Joe information. <laughs> this sci-fi is so cool. Uh, we weren't going to do rocket. new shit in this episode, you asshole. It's not a shit. I, I'm playing it's with my toy. It's not new shit. He's just playing on with camera. his toy. Oh, let's get out of here. Yo, Joe. Berg.